Welcome back to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. The 16th proverb tells us, The plans of the mind belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. In time, Sarah, the wife of Abraham, gave birth to their son Isaac. Both Sarah and Abraham were in their 90s. Sometimes we are told to wait to receive our joy. But why does God make us wait while the seconds turn into years? Isaac was the son of Abraham and Sarah's extreme old age, a gift beyond their wildest hope, and the bearer of a sacred promise. Isaac was everything to Abraham, which is why it is surprisingly strange that of pinnacle importance when God demands Abraham to sacrifice his son as a burnt offering on Mount Moriah. Abraham journeyed three days to the mountain. David would later choose Mount Moriah as the Temple Mount, and Mount Moriah would later come to be known as Mount Zion, which sits in the midst of Jerusalem. Jewish tradition says it is here, at Mount Moriah, where creation itself began, where Adam and Eve were buried. It was here that Abraham took Isaac to sacrifice him, as the Lord had commanded. Soren Kierkegaard was right in stating that the only proper response to Abraham and Isaac in this moment is fear and trembling. And surely generations of believers have found their convictions about God shaken by it, asking themselves if they could ever do such a thing. You know, it is one thing to always talk about the love of God. It is quite something else to talk about obedience and suffering and sacrifice. The actual trusting that we too may find a ram caught in the thicket, and if not, still complete the mission, trusting in the Lord. On a six-mile stretch of beach in northern France, the liberation of Europe began in an operation called Overlord. The Allied code names for the beaches of the Normandy landings on D-Day were Utah, Omaha, Gold, Juno, and Sword. Eighteen to twenty-year-old lads who had never seen combat were being asked to achieve the impossible. From the German fortifications, you have the most beautiful view of the sands on Omaha Beach. It was the largest amphibious invasion in the history of warfare. On June 6, 1944, more than 150,000 brave young soldiers from the United States, the United Kingdom, and Canada stormed the beaches of Normandy, France. A bold strategy to push the Nazis out of Western Europe and turn the tide of the war. Allied military leaders knew that casualties on D-Day would be staggeringly high, and historians are still calculating the death toll. Consider this dialogue as something like the dialogue in Abraham's head when he raised the knife over Isaac. The ramp on our landing craft was our shield as long as it was up. When I was ordered to drop the ramp, I paused. I figured in my mind when I drop that damn ramp, the bullets that are hitting the ramp are going to come into the boat. So I froze. But then the coxswain again yelled to lower the ramp. So I dropped the ramp. And the first seven, eight, nine, ten guys went down like they were cutting down wheat. They were so young. On this horrible day, there was no ram caught in the thicket. Just the knife slamming down upon the boy's chest. 
D-Day's hard-fought battles not only led to the beginning of the end of the war, the men who fought in that invasion forever changed people's lives. They didn't do it so men in the White House could betray their subjects like kings always do, sell our resources for personal gain, apologize to the world for being brave, or throw our moral decency into the political gutter. And they didn't do it for us, the people, to be divided by race, religious differences, or morality. Someone had attacked us and threatened our lives, our families, and our nation. It came in the 1940s, after the Great War, a world pandemic, and a national depression, where our citizens lost everything, homes, farms, livelihoods, Yet families and men still held honor, duty, country in high esteem. They still believed in freedom, that the inalienable rights of men and women allow us to argue about that freedom, especially when race, religion, and morality are being infringed upon by our citizens or our government. We can now say, because of the times that these men lived, Regardless of creed, the majority of men in Operation Overlord understood the idea of the Apostle Paul's words. Ever since the creation of the world, his eternal power and divine nature, invisible though they are, have been understood and seen through the things he has made. So they are without excuse. Now what a man thinks when the bullets fly, or they ricochet off the steel shield in front of you that is about to be removed. Only those men know for certain. But that generation is still referred to as the greatest generation because of how they stood in the face of adversity. The three days journey sent on a mission by God as Abraham was to sacrifice Isaac must have been hell. The certainty that most of the men on D-Day must have thought they were either in or about to step in to the middle of hell must also have been true. The waiting as the peak of Mount Moriah drew closer must have challenged Abraham as the seconds drew on his journey. The grind of the landing craft and the smell of diesel oil and vomit in the rough turf as the seconds drew on. Then the ping of the bullets hitting the front ramp as you drew closer. Only fear and trembling can be used to describe it but it must have been hell. And then they were asked to wait and wade through another 11 months of war for the joy of Germany's surrender. Our tradition as a nation says it is here, on the beaches of Normandy, France, a mystical sort of temple mount where a great sacrifice occurred. Abraham gave us a glimpse of what will be asked of us, of what God would do, sacrifice his own son, the one we call the Christ at the cross, that we may have life to the full. Our great nation has been allowed to have life to the full because of these lads, because they answered the call to fight. Our lives have been preserved by sacrifice and suffering, as well as that of Europe's for a time, all by lads who were too young to order a beer they may have looked like boys. At times, they may even have acted like innocent boys. But from stem to stern, they were tougher than a $2 steak, yes. They were men to be reckoned with. 
What if we are asked to do it again? But the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Ain't it so? This is Gittin' Grit signing off. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum.